0: Everybody and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. It is your host, Katie Zaccardi. On today's episode, I am chatting with my friend Monica Schrutt. After working for years as a music journalist and a digital marketer, Monica started her coaching business to help emerging bands get exposure and reach the next levels in their career. She is a business coach for musicians and a musician herself, and today we are talking about social media strategy and getting exposure and gaining new fans, knowing that we're not really gigging so much anymore or getting out there in person. So how do we do it? Well, Monica is going to tell us just how on this episode. Before we dive in, a couple of things I want to mention. The first thing is that this episode is brought to you by my free training, How to Promote Your Music and Business Without Being Salesy. This totally free masterclass is, abil- is available for you to download now by heading to katiezuccardi.com freebie. That's katiezuccardi.com f-r-e-e-b-i-e. So head to the link in the show notes or just type in your browser katizaccurdy.com slash freebie and you can download that totally free video training and watch it immediately to start making major moves in your business. So the other thing that I want to mention is that as part of our March giveaways, uh, as you guys know that we're doing, As we lead up to our 100th episode celebration, this week we are giving away the book Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. It's very much on brand with what we're talking about in today's episode and what I've been sharing on social media this week, and I'm really excited to give this book away because it's a great read for all entrepreneurs and musicians to really help hone in on your brand story. So all you have to do to win or have a chance to win is write a review of the Out To Be podcast, share our your five-star review or however you want to rate it <laughs> on the iTunes store or wherever you listen to podcasts. Once you submit that review, go ahead and screenshot it. Maybe you you might need to screenshot it before it's actually submitted just to make sure that you get it in case it takes a couple days to show up, but write the review, screenshot the review, submit that review, and then email it to us at outtobecoaching at gmail.com. Again, email the review. So email the picture of the review to to outtobecoaching.com and you will be entered to win that book. So this giveaway is going to go from Wednesday, March 10th, today, to Tuesday, March 16th. And then on next Wednesday's episode, we're going to have a new giveaway. But this one is going to go from the 10th to the 16th. So for this week, you have the opportunity to write your review, submit your review, and then once that is over, we're going to pick a winner of one person who wins the book. We will mail the hard copy of the book to you so that you can get going and start to solidify your story brand and get even more clarity there. So that is that. I hope you go and download your freebie right now and then enter the podcast and listen up because we've got a great episode ahead with Monica Strutt. Hey Monica and welcome to the out to be podcast. Hey Katie, how are you? I am doing well. So I was just saying to Monica that I kept thinking that she had been on the podcast before because we both co-host the Daily Music Business podcast and we've just like been friends in the music industry for a while, but she hasn't. So this is a very exciting first time (laughs) on the Out To Be podcast.
1: I'm so, so excited, and we just recorded an episode for my podcast, so yeah, we're just doing the podcast day today. Yes, we're doing it up, and that podcast is probably already live now, so
0: if you haven't listened, go check it out now. Monica, where can we listen to that episode? Uh, So you can search for the Being in a Band podcast everywhere. Okay, great, but listen to this episode first before you escape, and (laughs) because today we're going to be talking about... How to get exposure when you can't play live, which is extremely relevant wherever you are pretty much um, now given what we've experienced in the last year or so in the music industry. And it's so important to be able to scale and grow your streams of income so that you're not committed to just one thing and relying on just one thing to make money. And getting exposure and growing your following when you can't play live is a big part of that because of course we want to continue to grow our audience so that they can come in to all of our online initiatives, even though we can't play live. So playing live is like a double whammy where it's something we make money from and something we get exposure from. And when that's been taken away, we have a lot of questions and we're going to ask Monica all of our questions today. (laughs) So before we dive into that, though. Since um, you are relatively new to our audience, although I'm sure a lot of them know you already, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Monica. I am a musician first and foremost. Uh, so I have been playing in bands all of my life. I play rock metal, but I love all genres of music. And I started off my career in the music industry, uh, not only as a musician but as a music journalist and When I was a music journalist, I noticed a lot of bands and musicians going about getting publicity in really not the most effective ways. And that kind of prompted me to start my coaching business, which is where I teach musicians and bands how to release music and put together a proper release plan and a marketing plan. Although what I do now is much more holistic, there's definitely a lot of mindset, um I, I do come from a social media marketing background as well. So social media um is definitely a core component, but um, it's, as I said, become more holistic in the sense that I look at a band's branding, how they're working as a team. Uh, do they need to work with someone to get their live performance up to scratch? I'm really kind of the step prior to getting a manager or, um, you know, if a band doesn't want a manager, then it's uh, just a third party that people can kind of go to that I can keep them accountable and supported and um, reach the next step in their music career. So not to be
0: grim as we start here, but can you sort of set the scene for what it is like to get exposure from gigs and like the importance of getting exposure from gigs before we talk about like how that's sort of been taken away from us and where we need to go next?
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, I actually have a bit of a unique perspective when it comes to getting exposure from shows. For me, the most important thing is when you're playing shows that they're not just any old show, that they're the right show, that there's actually a reason that you're playing that. So when it comes to playing shows to get exposure, there's really two main uh, reasons behind booking a show. It's either to expose you to a bigger audience. So if you know that you're going to be playing a venue where there's a built-in audience and uh, you, you you won't have to burn yourself out selling tickets or something like that. Or maybe you're supporting a bigger artist or a bigger band. Um, And so playing that show is going to expose you to their audience. Or maybe you're just cross-pollinating your existing audience with um, another band who is on the same level or another artist on the same level. Those would be instances where you're booking the show to get exposure. And then the second reason to play shows is is to promote something. So that would be to promote a new album, um, a new single or something like that. And of course, you'll be selling merch and everything at any show. But um, they're really the two main reasons. So as long as you're booking shows with those reasons in mind and not just taking every offer that's coming at you, because what happens is um, I tend to see a lot of artists overplaying in their cities and it's a supply and demand thing. So when you're playing too often, then the demand actually goes down because your fans will just um, know that you're playing the following weekend and maybe not make the effort to see you every single time if you're playing too often. So that is usually a mistake that I see um that I see artists making, but if you, um, book shows for the reasons of, uh, exposing you to a bigger audience or promoting something, then, um, that's going to help, uh, you with that continuous growth in the live setting. So that is such a good point too,
0: because that is actually the reason that I stopped playing live when I did, because a couple years ago, I just got so sick of people not showing up to my shows. This sounds really sad. But like I had had good turnout, but I was playing too frequently and not without like new material. So I was playing like the same material too frequently. And I think that my current audience was getting a little bit bored. So I decided to stop playing. And then after that, just other stuff happened. And then of course a pandemic, which prevented me from coming back. But that is something that I think artists can definitely struggle with and um, it, it also makes it really easy to get into like victim mindset and oh my gosh nobody likes me nobody likes my music this is so hard when it doesn't have to be this way it actually could work out in your favor if you were just playing less. That being said though even if gigs are literally not allowed that's proof to me that like sometimes this happens anyway and you need to like zhuzh up your audience and grow your audience and get more exposure in a way that's not just gigging. So can you talk about some ways that, or where we should start when we need to really grow our audience and we want to expand our audience, whether it has to do um, from like literally not being able to gig or just because we're kind of stalling our growth?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. I, yeah, I I think that live shows aren't the main way to build an audience anyway, COVID or not. And so holistically, like when we're thinking about growing our audience, there are four main ways to get more exposure. So the first is live shows, which we've touched upon. And then we've got PR, marketing, particular social media. And then the fourth reason, which I don't think a lot of people speak about is word of mouth. So um, if you want, I can dive deeper into each of those categories if you want. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Yeah, so PR um, is something that I don't think a lot of musicians speak uh, think about when they're launching uh, a new release, but it's totally something that you can do yourself or you can hire a PR company. And that's basically the act of getting media traction for your releases. So whether that be reviews, interviews, that sort of thing. Um, and The thing to note about PR is that it really has to be done in advance of actually launching your music. So that's PR, and then social media marketing is pretty self-explanatory. That's like your organic posts and being active for your audience who follow you. And then ads do come into that as well. But I'm just such a fan of making sure your organic strategy is tip-top. So because I know musicians have a lot of stuff that they need to pay for, so I don't really believe in just doing ads for ads' sake necessarily. Um, and then word of mouth that comes down to networking. What's your reputation within the industry? Um, if you are in a group like a band or another group, then also your personal brand comes into that. Because, say, if you're in a band and one person's an asshole and really professional when you do play live or when you're in some sort of industry setting, then um, that's just not going to bode well in terms of growing your music career because no one's going to want to work with you. So, word of mouth and your reputation is um, a And networking is is such a core component when it comes to getting exposure and getting opportunities within the music industry.
0: So that is a really big one too, that when we're not able to meet in person kind of gets stripped away from us. And of course it can happen online, but how do we adapt these strategies and these um, core ways that we can get exposure without any in-person things happening?
1: Yeah, so the good thing is PR and marketing and to an extent the word of mouth networking component can all be done uh, no matter where you are in the world via the internet. So I think now we're in a time where people are definitely connecting more online and they're more open to new ways of networking. And there's so many Facebook groups that I've joined recently recently. Simply because COVID has kind of prompted me to, you know, I've been missing the social aspect, um, you know, of my life. And so I've definitely been more active online. So PR is um, typically a PR campaign will be done usually via email anyway, um, or sometimes phone calls may be involved, but usually all of the interviews and everything. They're done via Zoom, but all the setup is done via email. So prior to your release, um, you'll write a press release and send the press releases out to um, media and Yeah, everything's pretty much done online. And same thing with social media marketing. The biggest issue that I've found in terms of COVID and spending more time indoors is that social media content has been a little harder to capture, but there's definitely ways to go about that, rehashing old photos or videos or creating. um, I know a lot of bands have been live streaming a lot and um, it's really forced me and so many of uh, my clients to kind of think outside of the box in terms of the social media content that they create, um, and yeah, then there's like the networking component. As I said, I think a lot of people are just really open now to connecting online, and I mean we were anyway in our generation, but more so I think people are just craving that connection, and so I think that this is such a good time to to network.
0: Yeah, and the social media content thing, that's such a good point that it is harder to like, go out and take pictures. And if you're not going anywhere, you're not necessarily getting new content. So do you have any suggestions for how we can like, create interesting content that's not super repetitive, or that's not all from the same photo shoot that still engages people? And that being said, is it so much about the actual posts? Or should we be doing more things on stories or lives or or whatnot?
1: yeah so one of the best pieces of advice that um i have in terms of making sure that you don't run out of content is that any time that you're doing anything music related you need to document it so i think it's so cool when um musicians are on stories and they're actually in the studio or they're rehearsing or just you know writing a song i've seen a lot of uh, musicians actually write songs um, as as they're recording at home and actually live stream, um, you know, their their Pro Tools session or, you know, whatever platform they're using and they're live streaming it on YouTube. So documenting is really the best way that you can um, create content. And I know that depending on where you are in the world, um, you may or may not be able to, you know, do new photo shoots or you may or may not uh, be able to film videos. If you are somewhere in the world where you are at the point now where you can get together and film a video, then start thinking about okay, can you get a friend with a camera along to document the uh, the the creation of that video clip? So you're because obviously you're going to have to focus on the performance. So uh, you don't want to stress yourself out with having to perform and think about where you need to be in terms of um, the video. And also capturing behind the scenes content, try and get a friend to do it. Or even if you've got a little bit of extra budget, it is worth hiring a photographer because that type of content can really last you such a long time. And especially when it comes to promoting the particular release, um, then you have behind the scenes footage and behind the scenes photos ready to go. Um, but if you're not somewhere where you can um, actually film videos right now, then there's been a couple of musicians in my circle that have actually invested in buying a good quality camera and a ring light, and they've kind of set up one corner of their apartment or their house um, with a really cool backdrop, and they just, you know, essentially have the remote to the ca- to the camera, take selfies, um, set the camera up on a tripod when they're you know, just practicing guitar or whatever. And just being really, um, I guess, taking the initiative in terms of creating content for for themselves, which I thought was really, really cool.
0: Yeah, I think obviously if you're in a band, it's a little bit harder because you wanna create content with all of your members. Although I would encourage people to get creative and see if you can just, you know, do things where you record everyone's part separately and put it together in a video. Like that's always a possibility. But if you are a solo artist, it is pretty easy to just set up a little corner area where you have a tripod and you just sit down and and knock some stuff out. So it does require getting creative, but I think it's definitely doable.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a really good opportunity as well to show what the band or artist's other interests are aside from music. So I think that if you are a solo artist, you are definitely at an advantage because it is just you. You don't have to worry about balancing um, the persona of the band and the individual members within that that can be um, a bit tricky to find a cohesive brand in that regard. but if it's just you you are the product. So if you're really into baking, then start incorporating non-music related stuff into your content and then what happens is your fans will start to relate to you on a bit of a different level. they'll feel like they they know you a little bit more and if they've got similar interests then that will just strengthen the bond so i think that that's um, also something to consider is how can you bring in some of those outside interests? On my podcast, we we're talking about tarot cards. And I was just thinking, you know, if I was a solo artist, I'd probably have that as one of my main kind of branding pillars is mm-hmm. sharing, you know, the different decks that I get and maybe like the cool artwork that's associated with that and really incorporating that into my social media posting because it just adds that other element of interest, particularly in a time where... Uh, where maybe you don't have access to recording equipment, or you aren't creating, um, you know, you aren't releasing music, or definitely not playing shows. Uh, for example, there's um, oh, what's his name? There's an Australian guy. His his name is Nats, what I reckon, and he was a musician in a local band, and he's also a comedian. And during COVID. He actually started his own YouTube cooking channel and it has just absolutely blown up and gone viral because basically his style of cooking is, I mean, he swears a lot. He's like a metalhead and he's trying to teach people that aren't necessarily pros at cooking how to make good dishes and not just cook out of a packet. That's his whole thing. He's like really against anything in a packet. And Yeah, he's just completely blown up because he tried something new during COVID. He shared one of his interests and it's really worked well for him. That is so interesting.
0: Now, that brings me to the next question because I was going to say that there's sort of like two elements of exposure. The first is making sure you're getting exposed like just within your current fan base and making sure they're seeing you and consistently keeping up with you. But then, of course, there's growth, getting new followers, getting new fans. And what's the best way to really facilitate that right now?
1: Yeah, I think it's, for me, one of the core things that I really believe in when it comes to getting bigger and getting exposed to new people is appearing kind of, not necessarily bigger than you are, but having kind of a bit of credibility behind you. So This is elements like for one PR obviously gives you exposure because it means you're being published on music sites and in magazines and on radio and everything. But one of the biggest advantages to doing PR aside from the exposure and also just the awareness of whatever your new release is, is actually the credibility aspect, getting media quotes. And you can tell people that your music is good until you're blue in the face, but when a credible media source gives you a great review, that's just a whole um that's just on a different kind of weighting gives you that social proof yeah so doing pr especially even if it is just to reaching out to smaller blogs they're very very easy to get in touch with um then that's going to do a lot for your music career in terms of up leveling your presentation and your um i guess reputation in the industry and also when it comes to social media As well, how we can get that credibility is up-leveling our photo shoots and um, I know we just talked about DIY, but I mean, you know, DIY with a good camera, not just like an iPhone 4 or something like that.
0: Yeah, Um, (laughs) yeah.
1: Yeah. So the, I mean, the best thing that you can do for your branding and your reputation is really to invest in yourself in terms of your visuals and yeah photos, videos and the effort that you put behind your social media. And the reason why I think that that is so important to getting exposed to new audiences is especially when you have the, you know, the trifecta, which is PR, social media presence and good word of mouth and then eventually, hopefully live shows, when you have all those things working for you, then you start to generate a buzz as an artist. And that's very important because people are scrolling through social media all the time. But when a band keeps popping up either through media sites or um, you know, maybe you do an ad or something like that, eventually people are going to take notice. And if your presentation and your branding isn't up to a professional standard, then people are just going to keep on scrolling. So I really think that, I guess what I'm talking about is sort of that very first impression that you give people needs to be, A bit of a wow factor you need to kind of stand out and definitely kind of represent who you are in your branding and everything and that's what's going to build your following because it means that you're going to increase the chances of people following you and clicking that like button as opposed to keeping on scrolling I hope that that makes sense
0: (laughs) yeah so it sounds like it's really important right now to make sure that we're auditing our social media so that everything is really like up to snuff and that we feel confident when people come to our page that they will want to stay and that they'll know what we're all about as soon as they land on it is that
1: accurate absolutely and yeah just being active as well because the worst thing is checking out a band and or checking out an artist and then uh, they haven't posted in a month and you're wondering okay well are they even active or maybe their bio isn't updated I know as a music journalist when I was You know, frequently reviewing bands and everything, I would often go. I know Facebook layouts changed and we don't have as much room in the bio as we used to, but you know, even your website or your bio on YouTube or whatever, um, just making sure that your bio is updated and really auditing all those components. Because, for example, with your bio, if you haven't got anything in your bio that speaks to future plans, then it can seem like your page is inactive. And also, if you have a bio that speaks about, you know, the latest thing that you did was in 2018 as well, that's just going to appear that you're not necessarily active right now, even though you may be. So yeah, definitely taking this time to do an audit is a great idea.
0: So, I have a question for you, which is around going more into content because we've talked about incorporating things that we enjoy and like other facets of our brand that's not just music, which of course you should have. If you don't have that yet, definitely do some branding work to decide what are other things that are core assets of your brand. But how should artists and even coaches, too, like anyone really, go about posting? This is going to be more relevant for the artists, though, because how should they go about posting if they feel like I don't have anything coming up right now. Like I didn't record music, so I'm not releasing music. I can't gig, so I'm not gigging. I don't even know what's in it for me. Like, what do I even say? What do I even post about? How should we address that?
1: Yeah, I think it goes back to, okay, well, what are the other components of your personality or of your brand that you can kind of bring to light? I know a lot of artists, in my circle, um, started doing like acoustic sessions and rehashing some of their older material, but in new ways, how can you repurpose what you've already got and, um, do something new with it? So that may be, as I said, an acoustic version, or if you are in a band, then it may be a guitar playthrough where you obviously just do the guitar parts to the song and, um, show how it's play uh, how it's played. Uh, you can also rehash, I don't know, do you have like a behind the scenes footage that you can dig up and do little videos on? That would be the first thing is repurposing what you've already got. And then again, just going back to that documentation, it is really hard. I'm not going to lie as someone who has been a social manager for years. And unfortunately, um, during COVID, my own band, we were planning on releasing new music, but because we couldn't do the video, we ended up pretty much taking almost a whole year off doing anything new and it really sucked because we released a new single at the end of 2019 and it did really really well and so we weren't able to um yeah we weren't able to capitalize on that momentum so I really understand how hard it is to think of new stuff um but as well like There's there's so many, um, you don't necessarily need to be creating stuff from scratch. So you can be sharing memes, you can be um sharing other bands content and videos and supporting the local scene, you can be just asking your audience questions. Try and aim for just a post a week. I think that we can all think of something to post once a week as kind of like your baseline. Obviously, if you can be documenting on stories, you can post on Twitter as much as you want as well, but at least with Facebook and Instagram, if can at least think of just one thing a week then that's a really good start i mean obviously the more the better but if you can just aim for that and not stress out too much about you know posting every day when you really don't have a lot going on then that's probably going to be a lot better and you're going to be a lot less frustrated than um trying to think of a million new things to post about every week so start small repurpose what you've already got share other people's content whether that be other bands other artists memes um that sort of thing and also um memories is a really good good one to do so if it's the six month anniversary of your latest album or your latest single then re um reshare that with your followers because a lot of Um, A lot of people think that if they've shared something once or twice, then they're kind of bombarding the internet, but that's not the case at all. It takes, well, there used to be the rule of sevens in marketing where it would take seven times of someone seeing the exact same message for them to internalize that and take action. But actually now in the world with social media, it's more like 30 something times. So you're definitely not spamming people by resharing older content or older releases or older videos. Um, in fact, you probably should be, um, adding that into your strategy anyway.
0: That is such a good point. And I
1: love the
0: idea of like, okay, post once a week, but get on your stories or tweet. And like, that is the kind of content that helps people get to know, like, and trust you anyway. And that's the, those are the factors that you really need in order to ultimately get people to buy in when you have something for them to buy. So this is a great time to just not worry about having to pitch or sell, but rather worry about, or not worry, but like focus on building your audience and allowing your audience to get to know you better and really um, become obsessed with you, for lack of a better word. But that's what we want, like we want those super fans. And a lot of times it's honestly the personal content that helps get them there. And if you can just take a couple of videos, stories, or, or more professional looking videos of you practicing or doing a cover, uh, you know, something casual like that, that will still go very far during this time.
1: Yeah, that just reminded me, uh, one of my really close friends and pre- old former bandmates, uh, he was actually doing covers for tips. And so um, I think he was charging like $20 or something like that. And then he would do an acoustic cover of a song of your choice. And he was pumping them out every week for many, many months. And people absolutely loved it um because it was a different he's a bass player in a band normally and then all of a sudden he was singing and playing uh acoustic guitar and it really allowed uh, his following because he does have a, a big following in his own right to actually see that different side of him and also it's um you know it gets the audience involved when they can actually request songs too and it allowed him to make extra income while he wasn't able to gig so it worked on so many different levels
0: That is awesome. I love that. (laughs) But it really does go to show that you don't have to overcomplicate it in order to get people engaged and really loving what you're doing. Absolutely. So what other final tips do you have for anyone who is feeling kind of stuck right now and wondering how they can make sure they keep their exposure up during this time?
1: Yeah, so I think if you can write out a big long list of all of your ideas in terms of social media posts. So we've given you so many different ideas just in this episode alone from acoustic versions to memes, to sharing other people's content, write it all down in one big long list and, um, just get used to documenting and experimenting and sharing those other aspects that you maybe haven't thought to share about yourself and seeing what resonates with your audience or what, to be honest, just genuinely lights you up. What fulfills you? Because it can get a bit monotonous just sharing your music. So this is definitely a time to experiment and you can't really go wrong. I think that that's my final piece of advice. Unless you're clocking off social media for like two months at a time, you really can't go wrong in terms of the types of posts that you're doing. So get creative and just experiment because even if you post some stuff that you're like in a month, you're like, oh, why did I post that? You know, it's it's, um, you know, people have moved on and people won't remember. So that's sometimes a good thing. Awesome. This
0: was amazing. Thank you so much, Monica, for sharing all of this juicy information. Where can we keep up
1: with you? Thanks for having me. You can keep up with me. I'm a love Instagram. So I'm Monica Strutt and I'm Monica Strutt pretty much everywhere. And my website is Monica So that's where you can find my podcasts uh, the being in a band podcast and the daily music business podcast, which Katie is on. And there's also a lot of blog posts and, um, free content on there too.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Monica. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the out to be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts that really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music for more information on coaching services, head to Katie See you next week.